2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous!
3: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: Yeah, can I get a year? Right back at it on the fan, and you know that. It's been three days. I mean, almost four days. This day is days. almost done. KM to 2 a.m. Keep McPherson on the fan. We got wins to talk about. Some losses from yesterday to talk about. Whatever you want to talk about at 877-337-6666. 101.9 FM. Sports Talk Radio in New York. Let's start with the New York Knicks. I laughed watching the end of that Knicks game. As a Nets fan, and shout out to my Nets fans, we'll get there. As a Nets fan, I'm like, how come y'all not bragging about taking over Spectrum Center? Barclays Center, is, oh man, they should relocate the team. I can't believe you took the train 30 minutes to go take over Barclays. The Spectrum Center down there in North Carolina, that's 625 miles away. It was all Knicks fans. But I guess you guys don't care about the Hornets' emphasis on the Nets, N-E-T-S in their name. The Knicks go down there tonight without Julius Randle, without OG. And obviously the Hornets aren't a great team, but you wonder, right, after we get the news of Julius Randle's separated shoulder, he's going to be out a couple weeks, and obviously that game against the Miami Heat, you know the narrative about Tibbs leaving his players in late in games, So people were feeling some kind of way about that. But I really just feel like it's just one of those freak things. And Julius Randle's a tough player. Everybody knows this guy never shows any weakness. It was just weird seeing him fall like that and come off the court. So immediately you're like, oh. this season where the Knicks are feeling like they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe a Finals, this season where the Knicks fans are saying, oh, the OG trade. Make another trade. We're rolling. The Knicks are back. It kind of just took the air out of the building a little bit, humbled the fan base a little bit, and you just came back to reality that, hey, this is sports. At any moment, somebody can get hurt. But tonight, they step out there and show you that this is a team. This is one of the better Knicks teams you've ever seen. Emphasis on the word team. No I in team, but there's definitely an M and an E. And some guys stepped out there tonight and said, hey, what about me? Obviously, you still have Jalen Brunson, who will be named as a NBA All-Star Reserve coming up. But when you look at guys like Precious Achua, hey, I came over in the trade, too. Everybody's saying the OG and Obi trade is so great. Hey, I'm here as well. He was a plus 21 tonight, started tonight, gave you some good minutes. Nine points, five rebounds. Then you're looking at Dante DiVincenzo, the big ragu. Give him the Tommy Cutlets love. Throw the pinching hands up. Delaware Jordan, plus 24, 28 points. Comes out there shooting. Knocked down five threes. Also gave you five assists, six rebounds. Isaiah Hartenstein back in there. And uh, good to see him healthy as you lose another guy. I mean, injuries are part of the game, but other guys come back as you lose a guy. He's a plus 10, gives you 10 points. Ultimately, though, when I'm looking at the Knicks without two starters and a Hornets team that only has 10 wins, the Knicks go down to North Carolina and they handle business. It was never a game. I know the first quarter it was close. The first half you might be thinking, oh, you know what's going to happen to this team without Julius Randle, without OG? No, they have enough guys. They have enough guys. You got to see um, Malachi Flynn get in there. Miles McBride. The deuce is loose. So overall, I think Knicks fans are happy to get out of there with a win and keep winning and keep the win streak going. I believe that's seven wins in a row. And that gets you to 30 wins out of 47 games. Got you feeling pretty good about things. Knicks fans, call me up. 87-7, 33-7, 66-66. Do you need to make a trade or do you just need to stand pat? Who are you looking at? DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, obviously you cannot replace Julius Randle, but I do think you need to add some production somewhere, especially in this Eastern Conference. It, it, it the the seating is important. It's going to be important to not take a step back, to keep winning and keep stacking wins. Without Julius Randle, I mean, that's a big body. You miss his defense, obviously, but also his points, his rebounds, and just his mentality that he brings to the floor. Eight seven seven, three three seven, sixty-six, sixty-six. I was online today and I saw ESPN put out a potential trade. It says Mikhail Bridges goes across the bridge. NBA insiders want to see the Knicks receive Mikael Bridges. The Nets receive Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes, a 2024 first round pick, a 2025 first round pick, 2025 first round pick, 2027, whatever. It's not going down. <laughs> I mean, I know in theory it's like, oh, reunite him with his uh Villanova Wildcat brothers, and he already lives in New York. It would be perfect. The Nets aren't going anywhere. But tonight, Mikael Bridges shined. But the star of the show tonight was Ben Simmons. Now, one thing I'll say about Ben Simmons is I've slandered him. I- I've disrespected the man. He-, he earned a little bit of respect back tonight, but it's one game. Another thing I'll say about Ben Simmons is it- it's kind of wild, right? It's kind of crazy how we've lowered the bar for a former Rookie of the Year uh, multiple-time all-star a guy that we, we've seen dominate in the NBA. Like, the bar is so low for this man now. I should have bet, but I, I got washed uh, betting on the Ravens and betting on the Lions, so I'm probably done betting. But I should have bet tonight when I saw DraftKings come out with the over-unders for Ben Simmons in this game. They were so low, they were disrespectful. Uh, let me see if I can go pull some of those numbers. It's just like, yo, they're not expecting this guy to do a damn thing. They're not expecting Ben Simmons' return to be anything. And it's merited, right? The guy hadn't played since November 6th. The guy played 40 games last year, only six this year. And you see him Gucci, Louis, Fendi down. You think that he just wants to be a model. You don't think he wants to be a hooper at all when you see him on the bench. So your expectations are low. The bar is low for him, but he easily passed it tonight. I was referring to him as BS because I think it's a lot of BS. And I was making every BS joke I could make online in reference to Ben Simmons. But he came out tonight and set some BS records. He came out tonight and we got back on our Brooklyn BS. And you know what? No BS? The Nets came out and played better than I've seen them play all year. I will take it. I will take it. We have nothing right now. Nets fans are starving right now. Back to back wins feels like a win streak. You need three for a win streak. We will take any help that we can get. 877, 337, 6666. The difference the BS makes. All of a sudden, Cam Thomas starting. He's a starter in this league. He's a starter on this team for sure. Enough of the nonsense. There's no way you can tell me that that young man deserves to be on the bench or come off the bench for any reason when your team is where they are. You lose games every night. You have 19 wins. You haven't cracked 20 wins yet. And and, and not for nothing, Mikel Bridges looked better tonight with the facilitator. It's just crazy to me, right? Like Ben Simmons started the beginning of the season, gets hurt. And I was upset at the Nets for even making the trade. But I was more upset at the Nets for planning their season, their roster, their team around a guy that's fragile mentally and physically that you can't depend on. So when I look at Ben Simmons getting back in there with this team, I'm like, this was the plan. This is what they had hoped for. This is what the players were talking about, about the style of play that they can play with Ben Simmons on the floor. He's a facilitator. He can pass. That's all he wants to do. How many behind-the-back passes did you see Ben Simmons try and make? At least six or seven a night. And not for nothing, Ben Simmons plays 18 minutes, and when they take him off the floor, he doesn't even sit on the bench. They keep him in the tunnel to keep his back loose so he doesn't tighten up sitting down. Early on in that game, he was a plus 21. He finishes as a plus 27. 10 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. And as I'm talking about, DraftKings and where they had him. DraftKings had his over under rebounds at four and a half, his assists at three and a half, and and his assists plus rebounds at eight and a half. They were completely sleeping on him. And I just saw a Paulie showing me somebody put a hundred dollars on Ben Simmons to have a double double tonight, and it was plus three 3400 <laughs> Like I should I should have opened up the app, but I was so cooked betting on Lamar Jackson, betting on. The Lions, how, uh, we'll, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the football. How whack was Sunday? How whack is the NFL? NFL bogus, that's what I always say. We got it. We got the bogus NFL matchup for the Super Bowl. Run it back from four years ago. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, call me up if you want to talk hoops. Let's hit that first. Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons with the LSU connection. Mikhail Bridges goes off tonight. It was Bodega Night in Brooklyn. 41 performed at half, and the Nets end up having 41 assists, 147 points, three points away from the most points they've ever scored in a game. And the Utah Jazz were rolling. The Utah Jazz had scored 120 points in like 11 straight games. They scored 114 tonight. All of a sudden, the Nets are playing defense. All of a sudden, Jacques Vaughn is coaching well. The difference, one, Ben Simmons makes. No B.S., you can give them the props tonight. I don't I don't feel like we should jump to conclusions. I don't think that you should be writing any apology letters. I don't think that you should buy more into this one game tonight than that, especially ahead of the return of uh young PZPs, the slim uh guy that, you know, hops from team to team. Yeah, the Suns are coming to town. Before we have multiple reunions with the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns, I wouldn't get too hyped up on what Ben Simmons could be. He left the game tonight. You know, it looked like he injured his knee, and they took him out very, very late in the game on that last possession. But all in all, man, there are multiple guys in double digits for the Brooklyn Nets. Cam Thomas with 25. Bridges with 33. Cam Johnson had 17. Nick Claxton, shout out to Claxton, too. 11 11 points, 10 rebounds. A double-double for him. Then you look at Lonnie Walker with 19 off the, the bench. Appreciate you, Dennis Smith Jr. Stay solid with 12. Ben Simmons, I told you, had 10. Royce O'Neal with 11. I'm like, no way is this guy put back into the lineup just for 18 minutes and the team looks completely different. And I'll get you, I'll get you some quotes and, and some different things that Ben Simmons had to say after the game and, and Jacques Vaughn. What I'll say to my Nets fans is this. It's been a miserable season. And we, we haven't expected anything from Ben Simmons. But you can't be mad at it, especially when – we're saying, ah, Spencer Dinwiddie's got to go. He's not the point guard. We don't have an actual, actual point guard. Like, Ben Simmons can come down the floor, give it up, and just stand at the top of the key or stand at the free throw line, stand in the middle. He's not shooting. He's he's trying to facilitate. You give him the ball. He's literally like a – I don't – like a – you know like if you're doing basketball drills with a coach in the middle, like – you pass the ball to him, he's passing it back to you. you passing it to the next guy like a coach. He's not shooting the ball, and that's fine. We've got enough guys that want to shoot the ball. we got enough guys that can score. It's beautiful to see Cam Thomas running around and getting the ball back and just laying it in. It doesn't all have to be jump shots. So tonight was a good night for the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn, Bodega Night. I saw the Akiway was out there. 41 performed at halftime. Good to get a win, back-to-back wins, before you face a former Net who, uh, you know, pressed the eject button so he could get traded to the choice destination he had from the summer on. And for the Knicks fan, you took over the arena down there at the Spectrum Center. That is more of a flex than taking the train 30 minutes and taking over little old Barkley Center. I think it's more impressive that the Knicks fans that live in North Carolina and the surrounding areas showed out for that one. And you needed that. You needed that lift without OG, without Julius Randle. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll talk hoops for a little bit. Of course, I'm going to talk about Dan, Dan Campbell. I just I woke up today, and I, and I heard the slander on Dan Campbell, and I'm like, yeah, well, if there's one take I'm going to have, I'm going to choose to defend that guy. I know. You can't defend it, Keith. Come on. You'll, you'll hear about it. And then, of course, I'll talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I don't know how you get in the AFC championship and forget what got you there. 877-337-6666. KM to 2AM returns right after this.
3: Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Gonna win,
4: you will. Taking over. Yeah. Good to be back. Shout out to you for tuning in wherever you are. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. KM to 2 a.m. Let's get right into it. 87-7, 33-7, 66 I opened up talking about the Knicks, talking about the Nets. We got two wins tonight. Obviously, completely different situations. The return of Ben Simmons for your Brooklyn Nets. First game without Julius, without OG for the New York Knicks, but it's good to get a win. Call me up. Let's start there. Actually, let me go ahead and hit y'all with some stuff from the games. I get it. I get it. I get it. The storylines, the script in the NFL, it's a real thing. Whether you think it's scripted, whether you think it's conspiracy theory, like what I mean by it being a real thing is the NFL loves it. They can spin it whatever way, right? And as soon as the game is over, just look at their social accounts. Look at how much they post Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Nobody's referring to him as Mr. Irrelevant anymore. There's a new Mr. Irrelevant. That was two drafts ago. But nobody knows last year's Mr. Irrelevant because he's actually irrelevant. Brock Purdy's not Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Brock Purdy was in the MVP conversation. But it, it plays into a good script, right? The Los Angeles... Rams selected Toledo defensive tackle Deswan Johnson as the last pick in the 2023 NFL draft. You ain't heard of him since. Maybe he did something with the Rams, not to um, discredit that man in his career, but he is not the current Mr. Irrelevant. But the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant, they're playing into that, right? All the Brock Purdy hate that he got last week when they should have lost to the Packers. And they should have lost to the Lions. man. Dan Campbell got a lot of hate and a lot of slander, and I woke up today and saw all of that. And my uh, two cents was make sure you add Josh Reynolds' name into that. Make sure you also add Ben Johnson's name into all of that. I get it, right? You take the points. You take the points. It's a championship game. You must win the game to go to the Super Bowl with the Super Bowl on the line, with a championship on a line for a team and a fan base that never gets there, that has nothing but misery, you actually found a way to give them the most miserable day, ever, ever. Blowing a seventeen-point lead when you could have gone up, and and when you you see how the game ends, it's like you left six points off the board, three points off the board. You lose by three. You could have won by three. Could have, would have, should have. Hindsight is twenty-twenty. When you're in the moment, it is so hard to measure momentum. When you're in the moment, it's so hard to change what you've been doing all year. And I hear the jokes about, oh, well, he wasn't playing the Bears. He wasn't, uh you know, at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, he knew where he was. He was on the road trying to take their fans out of it. Faithful, the faithful 49ers fans. He knew where he was outside, not kicking in a dome with a backup kicker that he didn't 100% trust. Analytics tell him this, well, the math ain't mathing. But all I know is if Josh Reynolds catches one of those two Passes he dropped before they went to him a third time, which me, hell no. As a quarterback, I wouldn't go to you the third time. Ben Johnson still drawing it up. Josh Reynolds deserves some of the blame. The play calls were. They were there. They weren't executed. 877-337-6666. So if you guys want to drag Dan Campbell all day, that's the man that got them there. That's the man that came in from the introductory press conference talking about biting off kneecaps and grit. And you know what? Teams mimic their management. Teams are a lot like their front offices and their head coach. And I I gave credit to the Lions GM Brad Holmes because that brother's a bad man, but Dan Campbell's a bad man as well. The Lions don't get there without him, and I hate that he came out and said, This might be our only chance. That's not the mentality to have. You're just getting started. Look at how they drafted. Look at the young talent they have. They can get back. The NFC was wide open this year. The Niners won't be the same after going to the Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl team gets pilfered. They steal little pieces from your team. Where are the Eagles at? You know, the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe you got to worry about the Packers in your division, but I wish wish Dan Campbell would have been more confident to say, we will be back. This was our first crack at it. We will get another crack at it. 877-337-6666. He's one hell of a coach. I wish my team had him. You probably wish your team had him. They're going to figure it out over there in Detroit. And they hadn't figured it out in a while until that guy came along. So to see people drag him because of his in-game decisions, he would have caught the ball playing tight end. Josh Reynolds deserves some blame. Ben Johnson deserves some blame. Go to Amon Ross St. Brown with the game on the line. Go to Sam Laporta with the game on the line. Jamison Williams should have been targeted way more. He was balling. He's a big-time player. Big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. I mean, you could say that about Brock Purdy. Never seen that guy run like that. Call it luck if you want with the uh, pass that bounced off the defender's head to IUK. Play made. thing about a play is it don't care who makes it. 877-337-6666. I'll get my thoughts in on the Ravens. After we go to break, if you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll get to you talking Knicks, talking Nets.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan.
3: On. There it goes! Deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone. 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Wakanda. Welcome
4: to Casamigos Big Shot Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Cosmigo's Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigo's Big Shot at Night. Who would have thunk it? Damn sure it wasn't me. It's Ben Simmons. And I gotta cut the BS. I gotta put respect on Ben Simmons' name. I won't call you BS, bro. But we've been through a lot of BS since you got traded here. From the mental health issues to the back, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. Now he's actually back. Stay healthy. Help this team. It's been a miserable season for the Nets. Nobody expected you to come out there tonight and look like you looked. So maybe the Brooklyn Nets knew something. Hey, give this guy two and a half months. Only play him 18 minutes, like six minutes at a time. Take him out of the game once the game is done. Ben Simmons returns to Brooklyn, scores 10 points, has 11 assists, eight rebounds. He was a plus 27, and he shot 100% from the field, five for five. And the biggest thing is that it seemed like his style of play was infectious. I said before, 41 performed at halftime. The Brooklyn Nets had 41 assists. It seems like Ben Simmons' willingness to pass the ball spread throughout the team. Hey, give it up. Give it up. Until you find somebody's open, you know, find somebody that's open. Good, good. The Nets need it. Right now, this Nets team has been sinking. And if Ben Simmons can be that missing piece just a little bit, there's enough good players on this team for the Nets to get wins. That's why I've been saying this whole year. It doesn't make any damn sense. There are good players on the team. We've been blaming the coach. Nobody's blaming the coach tonight. The difference one player can make, one facilitator can make, and raise everybody else, Ben Simmons is a former all-star. Ben Simmons is a former rookie of the year. Ben Simmons is a guy that played high-level basketball, number one pick, three-time All-Star, defensive team. You know the accolades. And when this guy was right, you know, this guy was a star in the league. I I always tell the story about watching him come to Brooklyn on Martin Luther King Day a few years back and dropping a 34-point triple-double, and the Nets had nothing for him. You know, I was peeping Kylie Jenner sitting courtside when she was dating him back then. I'm like, man, this guy came in here and destroyed us. Without Embiid. So if he can get to a little bit of that, we have low expectations. That's why I said it's kind of pathetic that we've actually lowered the bar for this guy so low that, like, you look at DraftKings, <laughs> they don't even know where to set the props for his return. DraftKings had his, ret- his return night. If you would have actually—no one, no one believed. If you would have actually did what somebody smart didn't set, I'll put it. 100 on Ben Simmons to have a double-double, you'd have $3,400 in your bank account because of that, so Casimiro's big shot, big shot of the night goes to Ben Simmons. I'm a Nets fan. I want to win. Winning cures all. Anybody that will help my team win is welcome. It's much better to see Ben Simmons in a Nets jersey than to see him in his outfit of the day on the bench. 66-66. I gotta take a call. I should take a call, right? Somebody wants to talk. Josh and Pese have been waiting the longest. Josh, you're back on the fan doing? Yeah, i was gonna say you good, bro. You you all right? I'm great. How are you, man? Good. So first of all, how
5: about Ben Simmons tonight? Wow, we got more than two points. He got more than five rebounds. I mean, if, let's be honest. If he got half of what he put up tonight, that would have been good.
4: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to gas it. But what I'm saying is, this team needed something. They they needed some type of change, some type of energy boost, some type of shift. And his style of play and his presence brought that tonight. So as much as I've hated on him and dragged him, and really I'm dragging the Nets organization because I said they should have never accepted a trade, um, it's a low bar for a guy that's supposed to be an all-star. It's a low bar for a max contract player, a guy making 177000000 million. We're surprised when he scores. We're surprised when he comes out and has six assists in five minutes. But so what? Help the team.
5: And now, you know, they're going to try to defend uh... – pushing to trade for a player you know, oh, we're one piece away. But the last thing I want to say about the Nets before I just want to talk about well the playoff football games yesterday is that the two things, you know, they've been, um they haven't done really, they've done the last two games, right? They won a close game, you know, one possession game. They not blow late versus the Rockets. They yeah. almost did but and they just got a blowout. So that that's a pretty good thing to see from them also.
4: Yeah. Home cooking a win is a win is a win. This little home stretch of games, it's good to see them win in front of the home crowd. This Nets world has been built. There are Nets fans. They are selling out the arena every night and supporting this team, even though it's been a down year.
5: And with Dan Campbell, I could not believe this morning. Like I felt the same way as you. Like why are people so against him? That was the game plan that he did the whole year, and yep. that's what got them into the conference championship yep. game. Right? They already won two playoff games with the same type of style thing. And as you said, they had the two drops. Right and like and the uh, one play that I would have a little bit against the coaching staff was only at the end with that handoff to Montgomery to lose that last time out. Yeah,
4: it happens, but you know Montgomery rushed for 113 yards, so uh, he's been a beast. You just you hand the ball to him instead of handing it to Amon Ross St. Brown like they did on that third and five or third and four earlier in the game. It's I mean we we're gonna spend this, these next two weeks probably going over these games and the coulda shoulda woulda whatever. But, like, it doesn't matter. They lost the game. I feel terrible for uh, Eminem. I feel terrible for Big Sean and Kid Rock and uh, Ha Ha Davis and all of the fans in Michigan that were packed into Ford Field yelling and screaming thinking that they were going to the Super Bowl and it got ripped away from them. But that's not Dan Campbell's fault, not his fault alone.
5: And with the fans, that was pretty crazy because, you know, usually when they show road games for the Niners, there's tons of Niners fans in the stadium. I've never seen so many opposing fans in their stadium. Uh, listen, Pete, the Ravens, I mean, that's tough. They were so good the whole year, beating good teams. Uh, any good team, they beat by a lot. And just to show up like that, especially for the were.
4: Forgot, uh, uh, unlike the Lions, forgot who they were all year. 82% of the plays were dropbacks for Lamar Jackson. Not bad for a running back, the guy that people literally said couldn't throw. And in this Todd Munkin offense, I, I loved watching Lamar throw the ball this year and spread the ball around, but you got to run the damn ball. Like, that. you're in your own stadium. Why would you pick up Dalvin Cook? Why do you have three different running backs? Why do you have the best running quarterback arguably in the league? Josh Allen, yeah, but, like, Lamar in the open field, like, it's different. Like, I don't know. I feel like they should have more design runs, put pressure on the defense with, like, zone read, option, just, like, get Lamar in space where he can create – and, and don't you know what it is? It's it's watching that game, Mahomes. He's he's cold blooded. I just never seen a dog like that at the quarterback position. He came out. He wasn't even throwing incompletions. They scored right away. It, it just it just quieted the crowd and 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 put the Ravens in a place where they felt like they had to throw the ball around to keep up with them, and they didn't. They they scored seventeen points. That defense showed up, but the offense was out of sorts. I'm going to get into it talking about Zay Flowers and and all the penalties and how bogus the NFL is, but like. They weren't bogus with those play calls. I feel like the fans and the team were all, oh, the refs, the refs, and it was it was planted in people's heads because this this referee crew, but no, the, they they called that game right. They called that game just fine. And it wasn't on the refs.
5: You realize how brutal it is to play against Mahomes. You see those long seven, eight, nine minute drives. Two yards, four yards, five yeah. yards, six yards, seven yards, and, and then they're, you're the helping totally them out, also.
4: putting a helmet to helmet. You're helping them out, roughing the passer. You're you're helping them out, trying to send a message that you're going to hit them. Yeah, you got to hit them legally. You can't hit them after the play. They're looking out for that. There was a memo about that, right? Mahomes basically saying, "Oh yeah, you know he's not going to slide or something along the lines of, like guys aren't going to hit hit me in, until I, I'm like." All the way, like, committed, and the Ravens, obviously, are like, no, we're going to make our presence felt. We're going to hit them. Roquan Smith talking about, I want to hit a cat every play or something stupid like that pregame. And, yeah, ultimately, it's, it it just sucks to see Lamar and the Ravens go out sad like that.
5: Those penalties were definitely penalties. Like, again, a lot of times on those um, 50-50s, we will hear, you know, I was doing the broadcasting the game to it's say, Patrick I Holmes. don't know about that. but these were He's clear the face of the lines. league.
4: Like, if there's one quarter, he's not Zach Wilson. You can't touch him. You literally can't touch him. They're going to see it. You can get away with that with Zach Wilson. You can't get away with that with Patrick Mahomes. Josh, thanks for the call. 87-7, 33-7, 66, 66. Football, I'm over the football, man. You can't tell, Paul. He's looking at me. I'm frustrated even talking about these games this last weekend. I'm cooked, bro. I, I got to stop. I'm popped. I can't keep betting on the NFL. I was sure that it was going to be Baltimore-Detroit, a gritty-ass Super Bowl matchup. Two teams, nine. We get a rematch of the Niners and the Chiefs, and the NFL's laughing like, yep, we got what we wanted. You know what I learned? Never bet against Patrick Mahomes. No, and never. Even the, and even, I, and everyone knew the, I, the Ravens were a better too. team. The Ravens, I thought, were a better team,
6: and I just didn't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah. like, that game, the and Munkin- Offensive play calling was bizarre. Gus Edwards, what'd he have? Like thirty y'all? I mean,
4: it was so it's strange dumb. to Gus play. Gus Edwards, calling. Justice Hill, Dalvin Cook. You have three running backs that can make an impact. I oh, forget about Dalvin Cook. Yeah, but he made an impact in the game before. Why are you abandoning the run? You know what I
6: honestly think it was? I honestly th- I honestly think Harbaugh and Munkin wanted to prove to everyone that Lamar deserved to be in the conversation. Yeah, we got the As MVP. A, we
4: got the MVP and we're I'm gonna, gonna show, show you why he's gonna make all the pros in the Mahomes. pocket. Mahomes wasn't missing. What did he throw? 11-11, His first three. Yeah, in com- the first quarter, uh, I think. The first, the first quarter, all of his, uh, what's his passes name? Richie- were complete. Richie James was his first drop. right in his hands. A little behind him, but of course, Richie James is the first drop for the Giants fans that are looking at Richie James and Kadarius Tony. Key to success, getting rid of Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Jeff is in Ocean Township. What's up, Jeff? You're on the fan. Yeah. What's up? Pete? What's up? What's up? What's up? Let's go, it's Sis. Which Jeff? Which Jeff? Which Jeff? Jeff Sith. Oh, what up, man? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean there's a few ways to slice it. What do you how do you feel about it? I know you played some ball and I know you, you, you got some takes and some no, thoughts about the
3: game I gotta let him go, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> What are we doing?
4: I don't know. Shout, what are out we to, doing here? shout out to Jeff, sis, Joe, sis, all the Sicilians back in OT. <laughs> I guess he thought he was on the phone with just me. I guess he thought. Does <laughs> he not realize on the radio two here? Two F bombs in like forty seconds. Ah, <laughs> uh, on the radio talking like it's just you and me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Jeff was backing up my thoughts, like. I know if if the game is the most important game of the season and I hit you in both your hands with the ball, I can't go back to you. And and even if the play is called, in the huddle, I'm like, i on Ra, you take this. They missed Khalif Raymond. I text Sal today because he kept saying Raymond instead, instead of Reynolds. I'm like, you got to be thinking of Khalif Raymond. He got hurt in the divisional round. They missed him because that was the biggest takeaway. Josh Reynolds, get him up out of there. He can't be in Detroit. He can't walk the streets of Detroit. He can't even get on the plane to fly home. They need another receiver. Amin Ra, St. Brown, great year. Number one receiver. Jamison Williams, a great gadget guy and explosive receiver and a hell of a game that he played gamer, but I don't know if he's ready to be the number two. You need like a big body possession receiver and, here comes T. Higgins and Mike Evans and free agency. I don't know if they have the money to spend, but I'm like, man, you default into Josh Reynolds being the the guy you're going to on fourth down with the game on the line, 28-year-old Josh Reynolds, who all I knew about him was that he played for the Rams. I started looking him up today. I'm like, hell nah, not me, not me. That's why I'm mad at, at, at Ben Johnson. I'm mad at uh, Dan Campbell. I'm like, how are we going to... I'm like, what school did this guy go to? So I didn't really even know much about Josh Reynolds. You, you see him, like he scored in the in the divisional round, but he's not a guy I'm going to with the game on the line. He went to uh, Texas A&M. I don't remember him playing in college at all, and uh, he was drafted by the Rams, played for the Titans for a year, and then came over to the Detroit Lions last year, I think, around the trade deadline, and played from. Uh, these last couple of seasons, but I'm just like, this guy is not it. Like, I'm not I'm not putting the ball in his hands a second time. And they threw to him three times. Third time he caught the ball. But I'm not putting the ball in that guy's hands. I guess when you don't have Kalief Raymond, who's really more of a returner, punt returner, kick returner, he could have slotted in there. I'm going to Amon Ross, St. Brown, Sam Laporta with the game on the line. I'm going to those guys. Or I'm putting the ball in Montgomery or Gibbs' hand. I'm not going to, like— a fourth, fifth, six option on offense to drop the ball—that's execution. The play was there; they drew up the right play, right? I remember going back now to uh week 18, and you know, on Twitter, it's hilarious. Like people—I swear—there's so many people on Twitter that just think they know everything. That's, I guess, a great space for you if you think you know every single thing. You can't have a conversation. There are. Uh, no pass to just having a back and forth and it being civil. But I remember when Gardner Minshew smoked that pass to the running back who was the third-string running back for the Colts. And I said, everybody's at fault. Shane Steichen was mad. He had the right play call, right? He was uncovered. They had the right play call where a man was running free to catch the ball and get the first down. Gardner Minshew felt the pressure. That's a third-string running back. Not Zach Moss, not Jonathan Taylor. I can't even remember this guy's name. And your season ends throwing the ball to a running back, a, a keyword running back in this situation. I, I wouldn't have done that. And then Gardner Minshew throws the ball a little too hot for the running back. His feet are going the wrong way, whatever. And that's that's the game and that's your season. And that's football, man. You can't quantify pressure. You can't quantify momentum. You can't quantify like the, the analytics telling you, oh, we'll go for it, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, it's the right thing to go for it. But you got to have the right play call, the right execution, and I hate that the coaches get dragged. When the if it was the other way around, we would be lauding Dan Campbell. He'd be coach of the year. I don't know who's gonna win coach of the year. Maybe Kevin Stefanski from the Browns. he'd be coach of the year if the Lions were going to their first Super Bowl ever because he kept doing what he did all year and and the team executed. We'd be talking, oh ballsy, oh the balls on this guy, grit. Bites kneecaps off, but instead we're Dan Campbell. That's terrible. That's on un- you. Got to take the points. It's a championship game. Now he did what he did all year, and you watching the playoffs. Look, look at how the the Bills season ended with Tyler Bass. They didn't want to put the ball in the hands of a kicker, a backup kicker outdoors. I was I was completely fine with it. What I wasn't fi- fine with is a multi millionaire NFL receiver dropping a pass that's under ten yards. Eight seven seven. I got to get to the Knicks calls. If you're on on hold, we're going to talk Knicks as well. We'll do that right when we come back. Keith McPherson on the fan. BRB.
3: The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus.
4: Drop quality. KM to 2 a.m. Keith McPherson. Back on the fan. Um, I took off Friday. I had to go down the shore and then host the Aaron Boone event. Shout out to Booney coming through. Face on social. Had a good time meeting people out there. Shout out to you. You pulled up. Had some beers. Had some food. Took some pictures. Said what's up to me. It was nice to meet people in person that listened to the fan. Back to the conversation at hand. Julius Randle will be back. It's going to be a few weeks, probably sometime in February. Maybe actually now that time is smoking by. It's about to be the 30th tomorrow. So Julius Randle is going to be out, I don't know, weeks, not months, but weeks. He'll miss a month, but not multiple months. And so now I think the first thing I said was, you know, make a move. Now you have to make a move. If you were thinking about making a move and you were saying, ah, maybe we got enough, you know, DiVincenzo showing you he could be the third scorer, Precious Achua, I just, I think we should just call him Chu. I don't know if anybody, somebody, Knicks fans, call me up if there's a nickname for him already, P.A., you know, Precious. I mean, your name is your name, not not knocking the guy. Um, that's, a, that's a big man to be called Precious. I'm sure he's tough and all that. Not, not knocking the guy's name, but I'm going to call him Chu. Make a move. Is it DeJounte Murray? Is it Malcolm Brogdon? Is it DeMar DeRozan? I don't know. Is it Jordan Clarkson who, uh, not for nothing, Jordan Clarkson, the Knicks fans will see uh, in two nights? Or is it tomorrow night that the Jazz play the Knicks? Well, now it's about to be, we're we're about to go into Tuesday. Yeah, they play tomorrow at the Garden. Um, what What did he do tonight? Anyways, that's neither here nor there. To see the team, uh, they asked Dante DiVincenzo about the team and the chemistry. It's obvious that this is a cohesive unit, a team. He said things like hanging out together, playing music together, developing chemistry off the court. It lends itself on the court. And so much in the NBA, they talk about chemistry. It, it's pretty clear to see when guys don't have chemistry. It's also pretty clear to see when guys do. When they're working together, they're gelling together. When they can get on each other in tough moments, when they can pick each other up in tough moment moments, I, I just look at this next uh, this next team. I look at this Knicks team, and I'm like, I don't I don't remember a unit that looked like this. And credit to the front office and the head coach, they went out and got the right pieces to the puzzle. They got the right guys, and it's working right now. You just wonder how much it's going to work without Julius Randall, an all star who will not be playing in the All Star game. With OG Ananobi, who has been celebrated since he got here, I mean, the Knicks are doing nothing but winning with him here. You just, you just want to see that. You just want to see them stay where they are. You don't want to see a drop off. You don't want to see uh, the Knicks slide here. They've been twelve and two now. I guess thirteen and two maybe or, uh, since Ananobi's here, and it's a good time to be a Knicks fan. My guy Mario, Long Beach on the fan, go Mario, go. Hey, how you doing, Keith? Great good, show good, as good. always. Thanks for holding. Uh,
6: no, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so as far as the Knicks go, it's, it's very interesting. I think I talked to you a couple of weeks ago. You originally said that the Mikhail Bridges deal. I really like that deal, and I'll tell you why. Because I believe that the Nets need draft picks, and the, and the Knicks have a million
4: of them. The Nets don't have many draft picks. At all. I would do it. I would do it. The Nets would never do it. <laughs> well, I, I, well, why do you think that? Um, I just I think that it's just uh, cross town rivalry, I think that they're not looking to send arguably their best player to the Knicks for picks, and I also think that he's under control. Well, I know that he's under control for a couple more years, and they look to build around him. He was the centerpiece of the Kevin Durant trade. We're coming up on uh, Katie's return with the Suns, and and they look at Mikael Bridges as, as a, a star in this league, and even a game like tonight, like I said, with Ben Simmons out there, you really got to see Mikael Bridges shine. Because all the attention wasn't on him, the focus wasn't on him, um, the team wasn't depending on him to shot create. He was open for a lot of threes. You know, he yeah. was able to to you know get his mid range going. The spacing on the floor was just better. So I yep. I would do it because I think this season's cooked, and I don't care to see the Nets fight their way into the play-in and be swept out of the playoffs, which I think that's inevitably what happens. But I don't think the the Nets would make that move with the Knicks.
6: Keith, I have one quick point on that, then I'll let you answer and I'll hang up and listen to your response. Thanks for taking my call. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, by the way. Uh, so this, this is what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that I think McHale is really good, but he's not a number one scorer. He right. doesn't have that dog mentality They give me the ball, I'm going to get it. He would be perfect with the Knicks if he could drop to number two or number three. They could get the expiring contract of, uh, of what's his name, Fournier, Grimes and a couple of number one picks with the expiring contract. They even get a $20 million player
4: and a couple of number one picks. They need players. I saw ESPN insider insiders put that out there. That's why I put that in my open. (laughs) Yeah. I heard you. I heard you. It's it's just not, I I know the Nets would not do it. They're they're not like, (laughs) we'll see what they do at this deadline. I think they're about to trade Dorian Finney Smith who didn't play tonight and and is going to be out uh, Wednesday. But I I don't think that they're looking to trade Mikel Bridges. They just had his bobblehead night. A couple nights ago, they, they look at him as a centerpiece of this team, and we just got a glimpse of what he looked like tonight in Ben Simmons' first night back running the point guard. He knocked down six threes. He had uh, all his free throws. He had a couple assists. He ended up with being a plus 33 with 33 points, and it just makes you realize, like, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. Cam Thomas had 25. Cam Johnson had 17. When you actually have a, a facilitator – and he doesn't have to shot create and get his own shot. Like Mikael Bridges can have nights like that. He's an Iron Man. He plays every night. He doesn't load manage like Joel Embiid. Like I, I just think that the Nets are going to hold on to him. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good evening. Thanks for the call, Mario. I-, I heard you on Evan and Tiki as well. Some of y'all are good, man. Some of y'all figure out how to get through. Maybe you guys have the bat line or something. You guys figure out how to get on. Um, hmm. Where do I go now? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Now we talk Knicks. We talk Nets. I spoke uh, about Dan Campbell. I mean, credit to the Niners, right? Um, Out of all the things that I saw in that game, I saw a motivated Debo Samuel come out in the second half with energy, spark plug. He was hurt. We were thinking he wasn't going to play. Of course he was going to play. What I felt like was the Niners have had nightmares for a year about losing Brock Purdy at Lincoln Financial Field against the Eagles. And not really getting a chance to compete to get to the Super Bowl, if you follow me. And then when they went into halftime, they have good coaches and good players. They, they arguably have better coaches and better talent. They locked in, and they realized, hey, we're not out of this game. And this is it. We're home this year. And Brock is fine this year. Brock, make the throws. Make the plays. Run the ball. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. Say whatever you want to say about little Brock Purdy. I always make the joke that he looks like, you know, if High School Musical had a football team, he looks like the quarterback out of, you know, Disney's High School Musical. <laughs> Great for the kids, right? When I talk about the narratives, of course, the NFL wants to put the little 13-year-old quarterback out there that kids across America say, hey, he looks just like me. I could do it too, Dad. No, you can't. No, you can't. Number 13 is, is different. and I And I hope that he goes to the Super Bowl and, has a good Super Bowl. He played well. And, and Christian McCaffrey, two touchdowns. You can almost guarantee he's going to get two touchdowns. That's what he does. And Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, just you know, superstitious. Said he, he, he had a ladybug land on his cleat. And he knew before the game, a ladybug landed on my shoe. And y'all know what that means? Yeah, I guess that means good luck because you got super lucky with that catch. That changed the game. And, man, 17-point lead, the agony. That's all I could think at the end of the game. I wasn't thinking it was Dan Campbell's fault. I was thinking, you know, no matter what, stay down till you come up. But you're still the Lions. You're you're still the Detroit Lions. Pain. Dave is in Belleville on the fan in New York.
0: Keith, how are you? (coughs) Excuse me. I'm good. Um, Um, Thanks. I'm your fellow Cowboy fan. It's amazing how many parallels the Detroit game and and a Cowboy typical Cowboy game had in common with uh, the tight end stepping out of bounds before he went into the end zone. Ah. like For sure, I
4: have money on him anytime touchdown. Shout out to Nick Costos, who was like, hey, put some money on him. He was this close.
0: And uh, and that the play calling, obviously, is typical of McCarthy. It seemed like he he called that play, you know, the, the run play on third down.
4: Yeah, how many times you see McCarthy? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, that's how they blew the Arizona Cardinals game. When the Cowboys had their first loss of the year, it's like, oh, well, you, know, you, you left points off the board, and here they come.
0: Yeah, but I, I talked to my friend at halftime, and we he goes, you think San Fran can come back? I said, there's no way Detroit no, can I lose knew. this game.
4: I knew. They 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 had Journey perform at uh, halftime, they, oh. and they performed Don't Stop Believing, and you could hear the crowd was into it. Nobody was like that. I'm like, they have the better team. They had the weapons, right? Kittle didn't even get going, but when you have Kittle, Debo, C-Mac, uh, Ayuk, all Purdy had to do was just step up, and he did. Yeah, I, I don't know. But
0: the, the total difference is coaching, because there's no way the Cowboys would ever have come back. They don't make any, uh, you know, changes at halftime. Uh, that that shows top coaching. Dave, you know, what San Fran did.
4: If, if you want to be sick about the Dallas Cowboys, who I'm, I'm today, I had the thought I'm disowning them. I'm like, when my son picks his football team, I'm just gonna start rocking with him. There's a video or audio of a podcast that leaked from somebody that used to work with the Dallas Cowboys, and they were talking about the Detroit Lions calling Jerry Jones and Steven Do- Jones during a draft to make a trade with them, and they mentioned a player that they wanted to trade. The player went unnamed, but allegedly the guy said Jerry Jones and Steven Jones didn't know who the guy was, and so they are like, yeah, we'll call you back and never did. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of jokes going on. I actually tweeted it out, and uh, it's kind of circulating through Dallas Cowboys fans' <laughs> channels that, like, These guys aren't serious. And then there's also a quote from Jerry Jones out there today that says, uh, he said as long as – he literally went on the fan, uh, 103.5, the fan in Dallas, and said, as long as they're talking about us, we're doing our jobs. No, that's not your job. Your job is not to be talked about. You're America's team to laugh at. You get laughed at. They talk about you because it's an easy 30-minute segment to pick apart your entire organization. So, yeah, go look for uh, Jerry Jones and his comments today as well as the audio that leaked from somebody basically saying that, like, that during the draft process, they, like, they don't take it that seriously. And honestly, Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, Tra- Trayvon Diggs, those players fall into their laps. Uh, they're never going to win with what Jerry Jones.
0: What do you think about, about Belichick uh, coaching them?
4: Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Maybe next year um, because well, it's the last I'm year. I'm just
0: saying, I like, putting something like, uh credibility
4: to the team, you know what I mean? Sure. uh, Um, And and we've been talking about Belichick for, uh, I think, a solid month here on the fan with the Jets, with the Giants, with the Cowboys. I think with the Cowboys, it's a realistic possibility now because he's most likely not going to take a job for 2024, and it's the last year of Mike McCarthy's contract, so that's going to be hanging over McCarthy's head. And in the last year of your contract, it's Super Bowl (laughs) or bust, literally. They win the Super Bowl or they don't, and they're going to move on from McCarthy. So you move on from McCarthy, and you spend a year probably Keep it in touch with Bill Belichick. If he wants that stage and he wants that spotlight, he definitely wants to break Shula's record, and that's a place with talent that you could win 15 games in two years for sure. So I, I won't leave it out for 2025. So
0: where did the Cowboys draft this year? What are they looking for?
4: Linebackers and running backs up the middle. They make me sick. like, I, like, I, I, they have, like they, so Van Der Esch is gone for the career? Van Der Esch's career is probably over. Um, they lost yeah. him. Um, and, and you gotta you gotta replenish the offensive line too now. Tyron Smith is old. Um, uh, but but it, it it just sickened me to see that like they their their DeMarian Overshawn, their linebacker they drafted, he tore his ACL in, in preseason and he was out for the season. You lose Leighton Vanderesh. The only trade that Jerry Jones made was for Trey Lance. Not a trade to help the team, not a trade what? to fill a hole. Yeah. And then you go out there with Marquise Bell, who was undersized, they easily just Blocked him every time. That's what the that's what the the Bills did. They're like, yeah, block that middle linebacker. We're running right through the middle, and then you don't have a running back. You draft Deuce Vaughn, who is uh, the smallest running back in the league, because it was a cute story because his dad works for your scouting department. But you needed an actual running back. Tony Pollard was not the guy, not the guy that you thought he was. You needed an actual running back, and you can always find find running backs in the draft. Uh, they're, they're they're a mess, man. Uh, it sucks being a fan of Dallas. What Cowboys do you think about they're, Pete they're, Carroll? You think he was- Pete Carroll, not this year. Uh, And Pete Carroll's probably looking for a gig this year. I don't know. It's on the next year. It's it's Mike McCarthy. It's Mike McCarthy. They didn't fire him. He's coming back. (laughs) Please stop. I hate that name. (laughs) Yeah, it's
7: Mike McCarthy. Thanks
4: for the call, Dave. It is what it is. It's like Mike McCarthy was standing at the podium and telling you, oh, we built a championship foundation and a championship program here. I know how to win. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You got rolled by the Packers. Nobody told me that wasn't a soft landing spot. You got rolled from start to finish by the Green Bay Packers with a rookie quarterback in your building where you were 16-0. and 0. Shame. Let's go to Manhattan. Well, we're in Manhattan. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan. What's up, Mike?
0: Keith, long time. First time, long time. Hey, uh, ding, ding, ding,
7: ding, ding. Thanks. <laughs> Yo, know, uh, second generation uh, WFAM fan. Uh, nothing not that it, but I'm just curious about your thoughts about, you know, Flowers really of the game for Baltimore versus, the, you know, Lamar. You know, we all saw on TikTok and Instagram and everything that in Lamar we trust. But, man, if like Flowers, if he didn't drop that,
4: you know. Uh, well, he fumbled.
7: Into- no, but like, the fumble was because, like, maybe, like, should the league actually reconsider their idea of taunting? Uh, no. Like, that,
4: no. No. No, there's, I mean? there's, there's one clear thing that you can't do. And that's stand over a guy. You can't do it in the NBA. You can't do it in the NFL. That's a clear taunt. Um, that young man made it all about it himself. Thanks for the call, Mike. I've got a ton to say about that. And, and I'll take it from here. Uh, I put out during the game. All-time meltdown, Zay Flowers. Yikes, that's a hat trick. That's a hat trick of mistakes. The taunt? You finally make a play. You're, you're down. I don't know what the score was at the time. I think you were down maybe 17-3. You're down. You finally make a play and you stand up and you and you flex and you you well first you push the guy off of you and then you stand up flex and stand over him. Taunting. Dumb. Rookie. Rookie mistake. You never play this late in the year. You you showed us that you're a rookie. That's the first one. Then you actually have a touchdown or um a first and goal situation after that. Like you make up for it because The taunting penalty backs you up where you would have been around the 10-yard line. Now you're at the 25-yard line. No problem. Offense is rolling. You get the ball. And did you not watch McCole Hardman? I have a drop that's circulating on WFAN about McCole Hardman. (laughs) I forgot that he didn't have his Jets uniform on. If he just puts his foot down and uses his speed, hits the crease, he runs into the end zone. Instead, these guys want to reach the ball out. Segway, keep that rule. The defense has nothing. Keep that rule for the defense. These defenders know, protect that goal line. And if these idiots want to reach the ball out and not be in the clear and a guy can poke the ball out, I love the rule. I love the rule more now that they want to change it. So second mistake for Zay Flowers was reaching that ball out. Man, just get down. What, are you down at the one-yard line with the ball? You have running backs. You have Lamar Jackson who can run it in. So that's two out of the hat trick. And then the third one, you go to the sideline, and in your frustration, you're slamming your helmet. You cut your finger open, bleeding everywhere. Dumb, dumb. Idiot. Idiot. A complete meltdown from a good player who showed that he's young, he's a rookie, and he's got a lot to learn. 877 337 that was pretty much the game i was like i'd take zay flowers out and i said i guess obj will have to save the ravens now he tried but obj is not obj anymore they wasted like 16 million on him (laughs) keep mcpherson on the fan we'll be right back
3: when this happened you talked about it on the fan santana into the windup the payoff pitch on the way swung out and missed strike three he's done it and Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: Hey. Oh. Hey. Right back to the show. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call me up. We're uh, talking sports. That's what we do here. 877-337-6666. You know how we do. I'm going to go right to the phones. I think you guys know what we're talking about. And I'll refresh after midnight and say good morning and bring some other topics in. Rocco's in Saratoga. Rocco's back on the fan.
6: Hey Keith, how you doing this evening? You sounding good. You sounding good, buddy.
4: Thanks, thanks. It's good to uh, you know get a little bit of a break and uh, go back home and see my mom and some of my friends and stuff. Nice. Uh Did the nice, little Aaron nice. Boone event. Uh, how's so? mom doing?
6: Good. How's good. Mom? Glad to see you. Right. She's, Glad super to see you.
4: Yeah, she's super proud. Yeah, she's super proud. I That's definitely nice. did a, enough to not make her proud in life. So now she, she, she's she's continuing to be proud. Hey, you turned it
6: around, kid. Don't worry. <laughs> You turned it around. You're good. You're good now. Yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about back in the day. Yeah, nah, I it came a long way. Too. came a long way. I could tell tales too, man, you nice. know? Back in the get-to, yeah. Well, you were I in could the rack ghetto? them up.
4: I wasn't in the ghetto
6: Hey, I grew up in Jackson <laughs> Houses in the South Bronx, dude I guess I was in
4: the ghetto for my my, uh, my town, I guess well, yeah, Ghetto is what so you're making For
6: your town, that was high living for us Yeah, I was in Come the on. shore
4: I was in the shore, you was in the Bronx, right?
6: Yeah, come on, South Bronx, Fort Apache, the Bronx. Yeah, 40s, back in the
4: 1940s, yeah. I bet it was different, too. No,
6: 40s, give me a break in the <laughs> 70s, man, when it was bad. When it was bad,
4: Keith. I'm playing no, with New you, York man. City,
6: yeah. No, when they were burning down the building, 77 World, World Series. You, remember how, you don't remember, but you see YouTube. Howard Cosell was doing the uh, World Series, the Yanks versus the Dodgers, Yanks won, you know, 77. Yeah. Sunset Strip, Jackson, Reggie. Yeah, back-to-back yeah. world champs.
4: That's LeBron right. Zoo. That's right, 77. Rocco, get to it because I got another call to take. Paul, going to break me down, and then we're going to go to the update. Okay, okay, I'll be quick here. I was going to say Belichick's
6: never going to get a damn job coaching. You know why? Why? Look, he interviews with the owner. He tells the owner, I want to be coach and GM, oh, right? Yeah. So now the owner has a GM already. He's got to fire his GM to hire Belichick. Now, when he interviews with the GM, he's taking the GM's job. What GM in his right mind is going to hire him?
4: Right? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't just start kicking people to the curb for Bill Belichick. It might not work. There you and then go. what? What do you do when he retires in two years?
6: Right. Start all over so again. You can't your GM, you got to find a new GM. You got to find a new coach. That's why it's going to be tough the for him to find could, a job.
4: The Dallas Cowboys could fall back. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones could oh, just be Jerry like, yeah, hey, we'll just sit in the, the box of the owners. You go uh, shop Jerry for the groceries and cook the dead meal. As bones, Keith. Yeah, I know. I know.
6: Yeah, he's dead as bones. You see him when he talks? He's like, I, I don't know. Him and Biden are. He's <laughs> tag team. The two of them.
3: <laughs> Thanks for the call,
4: Rocco. Chris is in Bergen County. Coach, talk to me.
7: Hey, I do not know how I follow up that call.
4: <laughs> Rocco is a character, yo. He's always got something every time.
7: <laughs> wow! Oh my god! All right, let, let let
4: me. I gotta take a deep breath here because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Biden. He had to bring Biden into the yeah. Jerry Jones talk. We were talking I, about the ghetto. And the South I Bronx burning down in the center.
3: <laughs>
7: oh my god. Uh, anyway. Loopy on Loopy on the uh, late
4: night, back at it again.
7: <laughs> can you explain to me? What in the world was that game plan that Baltimore put together?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a um, a measuring contest. They wanted to try and uh show that they could show Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, which that's stupid as hell, trying to get into a here's uh, the thing. a piss off with but, those guys. Like, nah. They like
7: sheesh. But like we were like everybody's talking, you know, Dan Campbell was true to himself. He was who he was and everything else, and and I love that. But then you take Baltimore, and what are you putting this game on Lamar's back for? You He didn't carry you there. Your running game carried you there.
4: Yeah, it's criminal. 16 carries. I, you know Gus Edwards, like, three carries. I mean, Justice Hill, three carries. Zay Flowers had two carries. Lamar Jackson had eight carries. Run the ball. you got to establish the run. Why not? That's what got you
7: there. Like, don't. Yeah, eighty-two so percent of their confused. play calls were actually, drop
4: back passes. He, like not for yeah. nothing, he can throw the ball, but he's not dropping back. Like he, he, the play that he made to scramble and avoid the sack and float that ball up to Zay Flowers in the end zone was was improvised. But you don't get lucky yeah, like absolutely. that multiple times a game.
7: No, you, you're if you're gonna you know you're gonna hit a broken once or twice and pray to God that you hit it you know but yeah I I just I don't they I got paralyzed to go in the moment rewatch. I could tell
4: it sucks because because I think Harbaugh is a good coach I think they did great with Monk and coming cool. in and they blamed Greg Roman for years and you know not not using uh Lamar right he's gonna win the MVP but in the biggest game in the biggest moment they were paralyzed and thinking that they had to get in a measuring contest with Patrick Mahomes who came out was 30 of 39 and Right away in that game was so dialed well, in with with Kelsey. Kelsey, they break the record for receptions with Kelsey and, and Jerry Rice, and they just were locked in. And, and I think the Ravens thought they had to match them in the passing game. No, run the ball.
7: Well, see, and and it was kind of crazy too because if you go back, I I, wa- I went back and rewatched it this morning when I got home, and if you watch and really watch the game and with a defensive mindset, okay. And watch what Spags does. Okay. He's calling that game almost better than the OC is. With his packages, he was almost dictating to Lamar yeah. what they were going to do. Oh, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if, if you watch.
4: Yeah. Throw, you know, throw in the triple that, coverage in the that, end zone, Lamar. We're, we're on it. Like no, <laughs> that. The KC defense
7: does not get the props that it deserves. They're starting to.
4: They're starting to. Cuz 17 points were scored been, in the first half.
7: Something like that. And and, and time for, for time. that
4: to be all they needed against the MVP and all the weapons Lamar had it's it just it was crazy. And that's another reason why you run the ball because you have Roquan Smith and that defense that if you ran the ball and play the time of possession game, I know you know football coach, it is what it is. That's a mistake. Thanks for the call, Chris. 877 877- 3, 3, 7, 66 66. It just sucks to see them go out like that, blaming the refs, the fans blaming the refs. Blame yourselves. You got away from your own identity in the biggest game of the year in your
2: home stadium. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?